All right. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, Nico. You want to say hello? Hi, podcast. <laughs> um, today I have with me an old high school friend, Mr. Michael Spork. <laughs> What's up? Hello. <laughs> Is that normal? Do people do that? Yeah, no, people, people normally will like greet and introduce themselves. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess, Michael, why don't we just start with how, like, how we met. You don't have to go into all the details, oh. but you can just bring it back to oh, that's what, like a, 2015 or yeah, something. Yeah, what is that? <laughs> like six, seven years ago? Yeah. Um, we were we were in high school, like you said. Mm-hmm. It was our junior year. Mm-hmm. We were at a drum major. Yeah, we were at a yeah. drum major camp, right? Mm-hmm. Um, was this uh, was this Sassy? Was yeah. it the year? Yeah. We went mm-hmm. to, what, like Texas State or something? Yes. Yeah, Texas yeah. State. Uh-huh. We were in Texas State. Um, and that's all that I remember. I know that <laughs> y'all were our rival school, yeah. um, right? So uh-huh. y'all were the only people that we kind of knew at that camp, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, Taylor was there, too. There was another high school there. Okay. But, like, immediately, since we were all from KDISD, we just kind of, like, hung out together. And mm-hmm. it just kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I don't I don't really remember a lot of this. I don't, I don't remember either. Either. I don't. That's too old. Too, I, too I just back. remember living in the dorms, I think. I guess yes. it was their dorms. Uh-huh. <laughs> and thinking to myself... I can't handle the hills here in, in Texas State. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hilly. <laughs> I remember walking up. I was like, people do this every day. Like, could not be me. No, no. So I like their campus, though. Their it campus was nice. is really It was great. nice. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot more walking than I expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was brutal heat, mm-hmm. too. Like, July. And yeah. And then Michael, I, I, I guess I followed him to A&M. Yeah, basically. You and like thirty percent of both of our high schools. <laughs> both of our high schools just right? followed us here. Yeah. Uh, um, but I guess I wanted to ask you about just like your major. So you're electrical engineering, and there's some people who come into college and they already know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Did you know you wanted to go into electrical, or was that something over the year of freshman year? You figured out. Oh yeah, no, definitely not. I uh, I thought I wanted to do chemical engineering actually, and so I took uh, Chem One Hundred and One Honors, and I had the it was the worst experience of college. <laughs> it's like like worse than any class I've taken as an electrical engineer was my entry level chem class, and a lot of it I think was a professor. He just made it unnecessarily hard and extremely unwelcoming, mm-hmm. um, but it kind of turned me off from the whole chemistry thing. Really? Um, and so I started looking around different places, um, kind of took a step back, I guess, and thought about why I thought I wanted to do chemical engineering, mm-hmm. which was really more because I was interested in really small uh, technology. And I was like, oh, like chemicals yeah. are small, like that's as small as you can get. That's mm-hmm. gotta be a good place to go. Uh, but I pretty quickly realized when I like thought about it a second time that all that nanotech stuff is really more electrical. So I started looking at electrical and like the mm-hmm. biomedical applications of electrical engineering. And yeah. um, I took a class spring of sophomore year, like one of the basics, one mm-hmm. of the entry-level electrical classes. Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because um, it's it was one that was offered for the minor, so you didn't have to be in the degree. Okay. And I was like, okay, this will be my trial. I can like mm-hmm. see if I like it or not. Um, and I liked it way more than <laughs> any of the other classes I've had <laughs> yeah. taken. So yeah. I, uh, I signed myself up and uh, have been questioning that decision ever <laughs> since. So. I was actually really curious because... I didn't realize that you had taken that electrical engineering class your second semester. Mm-hmm. I thought you you took your honors chem and you thought this is not for me. And then you like did research on electrical, but I didn't realize you had like a test run before. Oh yeah, no, I okay. I committed to. I mean, 
Because I, I knew that I didn't like chemistry yeah. as much as I thought I did, right? So in my mind, the worst thing to happen would be for me to go through ETAM, go to sophomore year, get mm-hmm. into a degree that I think I would like, yeah. and then <laughs> end up not liking it uh-huh. again and have to switch. That's fair. So yeah, yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, that I think gave me a huge leg up mm-hmm. too, as far as like being confident that I chose a degree that mm-hmm. I can get through. Yeah. Yeah. Did you know, because you came into college just engineering, or like you came in technically chemical, Yeah. <laughs> what made you want to go the engineering route as opposed to something else? Honestly, I, <laughs> a lot of people say this, but I was just good at math and science. Yeah. <laughs> really, I was good at math. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even that good at science. Yeah. I didn't really even like science that much, mm-hmm. but I was really good at math. Um, which also kind of helps electrical engineering is the most math heavy mm-hmm. <laughs> engineering degree you can get. Uh-huh. Um, it's probably the most useful math degree that they offer <laughs> that yeah. anyone offers. Um, so that's, that's why I picked it. I didn't really put too much thought into it. Mm-hmm. I kind of figured that college would be the time for me to figure out what I wanted to do yeah. with like a career and like, um, the, a life path, mm-hmm. I guess, more so than when I was 17 coming out of high school, right. 17, 18, like <laughs> you don't really know yeah, much. It doesn't make, or in my mind, it didn't make a whole lot of sense to like, sit there and like actively reflect on <laughs> you know yeah. what I wanted to do yeah. for the next like 60 years of my mm-hmm. life um I figured I just needed more experiences and yeah. I, I think I was right mm-hmm. um but I wish I had considered things that weren't engineering mm-hmm. when I applied like, for colleges such as uh, I don't know I mean I, I still haven't given them much thought no. <laughs> honestly yeah. um but I just kind of like took it at face value that because I was good at math and because I was like doing well in school mm-hmm. uh, that I should be an engineer yeah and okay. I didn't really like question that or mm-hmm. like push push that yeah <laughs> no, that makes sense you know I think that happens to a lot of people coming out of high school mm-hmm. if you're like smart <laughs> in high school they're like oh you should be an engineer yeah like, you're, you're a just like solver. okay yeah, that's pretty much it like yeah. don't really know don't know what an engineer does exactly. there's just so many different things exactly <laughs> yeah. um, so for me like going into sophomore year I think a lot of engineers at A&M have this thing where I mean, you're taking your entry-level classes freshman year, mm-hmm. and you don't really understand what you're getting yourself into sophomore year. Yeah. And so for me, towards the end of my sophomore year, and even in the middle, I was considering switching out of mechanical. Really? And I was considering like ISEN or something else, mm-hmm. which, I mean, I, if I could redo, I probably would do that. Yeah. Uh, but I was curious, your sophomore year, your first full year of taking classes, did you ever run into that, or were you just sticking with it? No. I mean, sophomore year electrical engineering is really just a lot more math. it's really just i mean it's like applied math right Mm -hmm. it's like math as it applies to to circuits and circuit evaluations and stuff like that right and so it's it's like taking the the calculus that you already know and just Mm -hmm. filtering it through a different lens um i didn't think sophomore year was really that bad um i thought it was pretty pretty clear cut there was one class spring my sophomore year that was absolutely horrible it was um it was a transistor theory class. That doesn't so, what is this? Yeah, <laughs> it's it's basically like a switch. That's okay. the easiest way to think about it. Um, they used to be huge, like three, four inches mm-hmm. long, and now your laptop has like millions oh, of wow. transistors. <laughs> yeah, so it's ridiculous. You're talking like atomic level, right? Like right. the behavior of individual electrons mm-hmm. as they're passing through this switch, right? Um, and it really wasn't even that like conceptually, it was, it was hard to grasp. It, it, I mean, um, it, it was, it was challenging, but mm-hmm. it was a challenge that I could like, tackle it was just that the labs were so frustratingly oh, long yeah. it was like 10 hour labs you know? oh man and that was the yeah that was spring of my sophomore year so that was a pretty rude awakening mm-hmm. that was the only time that i questioned like my decision i guess to do electrical mm-hmm. just because the workload i didn't know if the workload was worth it right yeah. not even that I, I didn't think i could do it mm-hmm. um I, I think yeah that, that's probably a lot of the um mm-hmm. 
the crossroads that people get to, right? Is not even so much doubting themselves is just like, is, do I want to put in this much time? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Into something that I don't really see the payoff. For. Exactly. <laughs> and that was kind of the, <laughs> that was a dilemma that I went through. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I stuck it out. Um, whether that was a, I mean, I, I think it was a good decision because what you get to do with the degree is really mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I still feel like I put in a lot more work <laughs> than mm -hmm. I needed to. I feel a lot that. Of the time. I feel I'm that sure way. you do. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a common thing in the engineering. Yeah. Like, Hey, hey Alex. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing? Good. How are you? What are y'all doing? We're we just, bro. we're just podcasting right now. I'm just asking Michael questions. Oh, y'all are in a podcast at this moment. Yeah. Yes. That means I'm you are. Featured yeah. You are also. Alex, do you want to ask Michael a question really quick? <laughs> Uh, it could be anything. Anything that you want and are okay with my mom hearing. <laughs> okay, so Michael, uh, ever since we were in preschool together, I remember you stole a toy from me. And I was just wondering your reasoning behind that. I've had like a personal vendetta against you for the past 22 years uh, because of that very reason. What toy was it? It was a uh, Optimus Prime Transformer without its bottom two legs. Well, that actually explains a lot of the animosity that I felt for me over the last three or four years. I'm glad that the people are here to like witness yeah. this reconciliation yeah. that we're having. There you go. Um, <laughs> but I, I'd like to take this opportunity, I guess, to publicly apologize. Yeah, yeah, um, I appreciate that. I, I think that. that's the least that I can do, but I'll, I'll do you one better. And actually, I, um, I know the original voice of Optimus Prime, oh and so I'll get him to, to send you a little voicemail, <laughs> maybe a signed action yeah. figure as well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll, uh, let me let me take some time to chew on that and uh, digest oh, and, and really just legs? internalize. <laughs> is that what his legs like? <laughs> Chewed yeah. on it. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Keep up the good work, boys. You too, Alex. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> man, I forgot what we were talking about now. Um, um, we, we were talking, talking about, about uh, engineering, mm -hmm. I think. Oh yeah, yeah and the payoff and the, the payoff. Work. Yeah, the whole gambit yeah. is probably pretty. <laughs> no, for me, I definitely. <clears throat> I mean, I'm kind of like you, where what you can do with the major is is more appealing to me than the like actual <laughs> major. For sure. <laughs> um, because like even now, I still don't really know exactly what I want to do, but I know I have a lot of different options mm -hmm. available, which is definitely what has kept me going. My parents really wanted me to switch out, and my mom would wanted really? me to switch out and do. BIMS or something after <laughs> sophomore year, which Seriously. I'd, I'd be in school for a long time. Oh, yeah. And at that point, a little part of me too was just stubborn. I was just like, I don't want to admit defeat. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to admit defeat. I'm just going to stick it through. And it's definitely helped having other people to struggle through. Oh yeah. Thing. You have a really good group. You yeah, have a really good group. I will mechanical say. Engineering the mechanical group. engineering group is pretty nice. It's I nice. have like one friend in electrical engineering. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I remember taking Easton 215. The only electrical engineering class I had to take. <laughs> and when you talked about 10-hour labs, I struggle with the two-hour, three-hour labs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the breadboards and putting all the things together. I was just, you like, my partner, you do the work. I'll literally do the entire report. Just <laughs> put it together because it is so hard for me to um, understand. No, that's the hardest part. And, like, with the equipment that we got, honestly, mm. it was like if you put a resistor in at a 30-degree angle to mm. the to the right – the system would collapse, oh. fall apart. But if you put it in at a 30 degree angle to the left, then it would overperform. You have to be right? really <laughs> So you have to be like really on top of your stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, that was the headache really. Yeah. It was just more frustrating than like anything else. Yeah. So then you're, you're doing senior design now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> loosely <laughs> doing in quotes. Um, I've always been interested in all everyone's senior design projects and I've only heard people in like chemical and mechanical talk about it. Mm. So what are, what's your project? Yeah, we, um, 
So our senior design is a year long. Uh, <laughs> it cracked me up. Um, our senior design is a year long, mm. and uh, I'm I'm in honors, so I, I did a research project oh, more than anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it uh, it honestly sucked. It was pretty miserable. Yeah. Um, I had to design a tracking algorithm to be used in optical wireless communication settings, and like for that for the application of optical oh wireless communications. So basically. Um, like think how, how Wi-Fi uses radio waves to uh, transmit data to like mm -hmm. your phone, right? It kind of mushrooms out of the router. Right. Um, Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi, right? Radio waves. Li-Fi uses uh, light waves. So okay. things on the visible infrared and ultraviolet mm -hmm. spectrum. Um, it's a lot higher energy, so you can send data a lot faster, which is awesome. But since it's higher energy, it's it's way more directive. Right. Um, so it doesn't mushroom out like a Wi-Fi router does, mm -hmm. right? It's it's literally a laser. It's yeah. a beam. Um, so your receiver has to be directly angled at the transmitter mm -hmm. in order for any data to get through, mm -hmm. um, which is fine, but it makes it really hard if you want to have a mobile system, yeah. right? Moving around, if the receiver moves at all, then mm -hmm. there's no data getting across. So we designed right. a algorithm, I guess, that would uh, scan a room, look for a receiver, be able to automatically align the transmitter mm -hmm. and the receiver so that data could pass between them. Yeah. And then if you move the receiver, it'd be able to notice that the link was broken mm -hmm. and the receiver's moved wow. and then rescan and do the whole thing again. I'm surprised there's not some, is there something like that in industry right now or is, are they no. still like, working on <laughs> so it? So it's pretty niche applications because Wi-Fi is getting so fast. That's true. Right. This is like much further down the line um, because, uh, I mean, like like I said, it's it's a lot faster, but it's really the mobility issue is really constraining, and so there's not a lot of like widespread application for it. Yeah, um, it's really good in like space where there's um, not like a, a medium for yeah. <laughs> stuff, you know. It's a vacuum. Um, yeah, and so um, space is is good and like hyper secure areas, mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so places that um, are hyper secure in like the defense industry or government work and stuff, where sense. you're worried about someone like hacking into your router and like yeah. logging onto your Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. um, you can't hack into Li-Fi, right? You yeah. can't you can't hack into a beam mm -hmm. um, if you're not in the room. There's no way for you to receive that data. Right. So in that way, it's really nice too. Mm -hmm. um, but there's a there's a future, I guess, that they're imagining where mm -hmm. you know you can um, have your car is receiving data from the stoplight that wow. you're at, right? Or like if you're in an office building um, and you're showered in LED lighting overhead, right? Like you, instead of connecting to the, the internet via like an ethernet port, you know, mm. you can just park your laptop under your desk and yeah. it'll like send the, the connection down to you. So there's like really cool um, kind of future uh, <laughs> applications for it. But right now it's so far reaching that it made mm. the senior design project feel like <laughs> such a useless waste of my time. Do you guys have to do or have a physical deliverable or is it more yeah. just, oh. Okay. No, so we, we made the algorithm and then we put it on two modules and oh, showed that it could work. wow. Um, which was really intense. Yeah. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> really miserable. Because uh, again, right, like it's so um, ahead of its time mm -hmm. that it like is not at all applicable to anything going on right now. <laughs> Like everything, it's, uh -huh. it's such a useless project. <laughs> like the the final deliverable, like mm -hmm. you were saying, right? Is so useless to anyone right now. Yeah. Um, but we're a, a starting point, I guess. Mm -hmm. That's that's what our research was. Interesting, quote unquote. Yeah, so. all this stuff. Like hearing about people seeing design. I wish I took senior design this year. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah especially when things are virtual too. I feel like professors are a little bit more lenient. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so definitely not looking for that next year. No, yeah, that's that's gonna be a good time. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait for you. We will see. Very excited. Yeah. If um, anyone at AM is hearing this, I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> I loved my senior design. <laughs> Tell my department head. Oh, man. <laughs> um, I actually, so I wanted to ask you too about your internships, mm. but not specifically like what you did. More like, I know you had a virtual one this past year, mm-hmm. but the year before. You were in Alabama, right? Yeah, yeah. So as somebody, I think I was in Florida at that same time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but that was my first time living away from home. But yeah. like, I couldn't just drive home. I wanted to ask you about that. How was that for you? Oh, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I don't know about <clears throat> your experience. But for me, it was, it was huge. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I was coming out of sophomore year where I felt super overwhelmed, not just with classes, but with organization, social mm-hmm. life, and like relationships and commitments that I'd like thrown in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I had just really spread myself way too thin trying to um, maximize my time at a and I mm-hmm. guess. And in, in my mind, uh, in my sophomore year, I thought that maximizing my time was doing as much as I could, right? Mm-hmm. And getting as involved as I could and meeting as many people as I could and pushing myself as far as I could and um, stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But then going to Alabama, Right. None of that held any weight, yeah. <laughs> as I'm sure you saw in Florida. Right. Um, so it kind of made me like um, reevaluate, I guess, a lot of the ways that I spent my time, um, because all of a sudden, uh, whereas here in, in College Station, you know, I'd be on go, my foot on the gas, yeah. um, like 18 hours out of the day and the other six I was sleeping. Right. <laughs> um, but then in Alabama, I'd like leave work and I would have all this time to yeah. myself and to spend with the other interns and mm-hmm. to spend on hobbies and things that I knew that were important to me, but I just like chosen to deprioritize and neglect mm-hmm. while I was in college station. Yeah. And it ended up being, uh, my favorite summer <laughs> like that I've ever had. Yeah. Um, it was so, so much fun because, um, all, all the interns came from all over the country, right? And so none of us could really relate about, like, the organizations we were involved mm-hmm. in, right? And so we were forced instead to build friendships based off of, like, the who kind of people person, that we were, yeah. right? And, like, that whole idea of separating what you do from who you are, mm-hmm. um, that was the first summer that I really got to, like, put it into practice, right? Yeah. Because it's it's a lot harder to make that separation when you're surrounded by people that are doing the same thing as you, yeah. right? And they know you as the person that is doing that mm-hmm. thing, right? Yeah. As opposed to these people were literally, like, the, the foundation of our friendship was based off of, like, how our personalities intersected and what our personalities were. Mm-hmm. And that was really cool and really empowering. And it uh, changed a lot of my perspective, I guess, for junior year. Yeah. Um, and then through COVID and all of that. And then um, my senior year summer or I guess coming into senior year with the virtual internship Mm -hmm. right um kind of built off a lot of that honestly Mm -hmm. um in in a really great way um because COVID I couldn't really like go out and see a lot of other people so (laughs) I I spent um like 24 7 with my roommates and um I ended up you know just getting like a lot a lot closer with them and I hope that they're not hearing this because we're in the middle of the hallway but um (laughs) they like, I, I think that's the summer where we went from, like, being really close friends to them being the people that I would call my best friends. Yeah. Um, and so the the virtual internship was kind of weird because, you know, like, you're working online yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you can't, and, like, see... You haven't even met any of these people in person, Yeah, too. yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm thankful for the, the opportunity that it gave me to, like, double down on the people here in College Station. Yeah. And, um, really, like, cementing those people in my life as people that are really important to me. Yeah. So. Now, I feel the same way too when I was in Florida. I remember just coming back and feeling like I had grown up a lot more than I had in the per- first two years yes. of college. Because, like you said, <laughs> yes, you go over there and 
no one really knows you. No one really cares what you've done or like what you've been in and whatnot. It's just who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter. I mean, it's almost like high school. It doesn't matter like how cool or not cool or whatever you were in high school, like who you are right now, like the person I'm talking to, Mm -hmm. like that's what people gravitate towards. And it was very new because I mean, just like you said, when you're making connections with people, you don't have that unifying, we're in the same organization together. Yeah. You know, we don't have the, we're going to hang out. Like, like organizations do such a great job of just creating opportunities for people to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. But like out there, you have to do it on your own. Yeah. <laughs> and it can be really scary if that's like one of the first times you've ever done something like that, which it was for me. But I came out of it and I just felt way more grown up. Yeah. Like, like I'd seen the real world. No, and... I mean, I feel like that's a lesson that everyone thinks they learn leaving high school, mm-hmm. right? But, uh, I mean, coming from, from KDISD mm-hmm. to AM, right? That's not really a transition. No. <laughs> it's the exact same environment, yeah. right? So, I, I that was one of those lessons that I thought I'd learned, but clearly did not. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that summer was big for me. Yeah. But I'm glad you got a, a yeah. similar experience out of it. Um, I, I got better at cooking that summer. <laughs> like, And I was just curious. I was wondering what, what was something that you, like got to focus on like after work what was your what was your routine after work oh uh music Mm. actually um because that was um music was always something that i had done for myself Mm -hmm. and like never really like thought about or bothered to (laughs) include anyone Mm. else in that i guess or share that with anyone Mm -hmm. um because it was like an outlet for me right it was like a stress relief for me right Mm -hmm. um and for me it's a lot harder to do things like uh I guess I put myself in vulnerable situations around people that I really care a lot about, mm-hmm. right? But all these people, I had no idea who they were. And so I was like, uh, screw it. I'm like, I'm going to leave them in three months. Like, who cares what they think of me kind of yeah. thing. Um, and so I, and music has always been like my biggest hobby, I mm-hmm. guess. So I played a lot of guitar that summer. Yeah. Um, and that was the first time that I really started to like, allow myself to play for other people, Mm -hmm. I guess. And, (laughs) um, they seemed like they enjoyed it, which shocked me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I kept asking. (laughs) Um, and so that was a cool experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, uh, changed a lot, I guess, about hobbies and, um, the role, I guess my, my focus on music as a hobby Mm -hmm. overall, um, coming out of that summer because of a lot of the confidence that I gained Mm -hmm. in my ability to, um, just, play for other people I guess but also share that piece of myself that like no one had I I guess I hadn't bothered to share with other people before Mm -hmm. if that makes sense right yeah yeah, yeah. like people here I very much have or at at A&M for sure those two years probably still now very much the like you know on top of my stuff like very academically focused Mm -hmm. right like very serious conversations Mm -hmm. um and over there like I didn't walk in with any of that baggage so it was was cool to like Mm -hmm kind of carry some of that, but also push some of how I viewed myself even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And then you took it a step further and you started, I guess, producing music. Yeah. Creating so, music. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been writing songs. At, yeah. um, I mean, up until now, I guess from today, I've been writing songs for probably seven years. Oh, wow. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was just like a college. No, thing. it's not a college thing. I've been wow. writing music for seven years. Yeah. Um, some of them are really terrible. Some of the songs <laughs> are really bad, but I probably have like 10 or 12 songs written that I'm uh-huh. like pretty proud of, uh-huh. you know? 
Um, and so like, I would just sneak those in, in Alabama when I was playing other songs and no one said <laughs> just to anything. get some feedback. Yeah. No, well, no one, no one said anything. They were like, Oh, like, what was that song? I liked it. And I was like, Oh cool. I wrote it. <laughs> and they were like, what? <laughs> um, so that was really fun. Um, and, mm-hmm. and neat. Um, COVID is actually kind of the catalyst, I guess, for why I, I felt like I could produce music. Mm-hmm. And it was really just because I, I finally had time and, yeah. and bandwidth to like, give that the attention that I had always wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, I had started thinking about it, I guess, a little before COVID though. Mm-hmm. I like, I put a couple songs on SoundCloud. I just didn't tell anybody. Because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I, was, I was very much in the learning curve, learning yeah. phase. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, it was a lot of things, a lot of an intersection of a lot of things. It was coming back from Alabama and having the confidence that like, at the very least, they weren't awful songs, right? Yeah. You know, like I could slip them in in mm-hmm. a, like a, a 30 minute jam session and no one would like question it. They'd yeah. be like, okay, yeah, just another song. There you go. And that was good enough for me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little bit of that. And then ZLP, our third semester, there was a focus on creativity and mm-hmm. they had us pick a creative hobby that we wanted to learn and get better at. And yeah. so I was like, okay, I'll, I can do this for class now. I'll get like yeah. participation grades uh-huh. for like learning how to produce music, which is yeah. hype. Um, and then COVID gave me the, the extra bandwidth that yeah. I needed, I guess, to like mm-hmm. sit down and become not terrible at, <laughs> at it. Yeah. So what goes on in your mind when you're creating music? I've I've always thought cuz I've I played piano since I was like yeah, 2 dude, 3 years old. I was old. like what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I know music I, I know music very well, but I think creating music like I will try to come up with things on my own and maybe I can come up with like rhythm, right? Or I can come up with a beat or a melody. Mm. But when it comes to like words, Oh, like yeah, what, what, <laughs> what are the things that make you pick what words you sing? Um, that's a really interesting question that I feel like should be easier to answer. Cause <laughs> I've answered it before. I've uh-huh. answered it before. Never in front of a microphone. Which yeah. It's kind of intense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, well, okay. So like I said, um, a, a little bit ago, it's always been an outlet for me, like something that I did entirely for myself. Yeah. Right. So it was really just like whenever I had a really strong emotion, um, whether it was like guilt or joy or like shame or mm-hmm. anger or like grief or sadness mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, music was the easiest way for me to, I guess, vent about it without becoming an annoyance <laughs> in other people's lives. Uh-huh. Right. I could just write a song about it, perfectly capture like how I'm feeling in that moment mm-hmm. and know that I'll be able to like turn to that, like, yeah. I guess, capsule uh, mm-hmm. in like t- 10 years or five yeah. years or two years, you know, and be like, okay, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. And I remember what was going through my mind and all that stuff. And, um, so that, that's kind of how it started. And I never really thought about making songs like relatable or telling a story or yeah, <laughs> anything yeah. like that. Um, and that kind of, I guess, evolved as I wrote more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to push myself, I guess, but music, uh, I mean, I listen all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I'm really drawn to powerful lyrics, I guess. Um, and I like to read as well. So I, I think I just like, I'm, I'm usually uh, inspired, I guess, by other people <laughs> and how they like have expressed their, uh, their stories in, in songs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've, I've taken a lot from music, like mu- other musicians and existing musicians. Yeah. Um, but I also, oh, okay, this is another another one, I guess. I feel like I'm rambling. No, 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 That's please, point please go on. Podcast, this, right? this is about you. Yeah, uh, yeah no, I, so I journal a lot, too. Mm-hmm. I journal a lot. And so there'll be a lot of times 
well, maybe not a lot of times, but uh, there have been a couple of songs that have come out of like journal entries, right? And uh, then it's easy to find lyrics because yeah. I'll just go into a sentence and be like, okay, that's like kind of poetic. I'll steal <laughs> that one and I'll like massage a couple <clears throat> words here and there and like kind of shuffle stuff around. Yeah. A lot of them are like Frankenstein <laughs> stanzas, you uh-huh. know, where they're like taken from an entire like three months of, of journaling mm-hmm. or like different phrases that I, I hear in a, a <laughs> like a movie mm-hmm. or something. And um, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a mess. It's mm-hmm. all over the place. I feel like the better songs that I've written though, have kind of been like a, I sit down and in like an hour, they're mm-hmm. kind of like all out on the yeah. page. What's some, what's some of your favorite songs you've, you've made? That, that I've made? Yeah. Well, I mean, I like, if I start talking, no one's going to have heard them because okay. they're not out. But, uh, um, okay. That are, how about this? That are like public. Oh, there's only two. Like, <laughs> that are okay. public. Um, yeah, no, sorry, I'm being difficult. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, I picked those two on purpose, the uh-huh. two that are out now, because they're really important to me. Right. Um, the, the first one that I put out is called Mark, and it was about a really good friend of mine that passed away in the winter break of our freshman year mm-hmm. of college. I don't know if you remember, remember that. that yeah. yeah, he passed away on our ski trip, um, which was really tough, because yeah. um, I don't know. If you I, want to have fun in the moment, but yeah, then something... I was you know. trying to have, like, a really good time, uh, but I could not have a really good time. Yeah. And I didn't want to, like, bring anybody else down because yeah. everybody else was having such a good time, right? Mm. Um, so it was, it was this really weird kind of, like, uh, intersection of a lot of things. It also, like, it was Alex's birthday the next day, and I didn't want, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> didn't want him thinking about that. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, it kind of... I don't know. I, I've, I had never had a friend pass away mm-hmm. at that point. You know, it's one thing to lose, like older family members, mm-hmm. um, that's still, that, that's tough and yeah. that sucks and it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can almost rationalize it with like, oh, well, at least like they had a full life, you mm-hmm. know, I got to like have them for this many years kind of thing. And like, I'm, I'm glad that, uh, they've had as, as much time as they did. And yeah. it, it kind of felt in a lot of ways, like Mark was ripped really early. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wrote that song, um, to kind of grapple with <laughs> those emotions. And mm-hmm. I guess, um, all, all of that um, and everything that came with it. How'd you meet um, him, by the way? How'd I meet him? Yeah. I actually met him in Engineering 111, mm. which is weird. I didn't <laughs> think I would make any friends in Engineering <laughs> 111. Um, but yeah, he was in my my project group. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, so I, I probably saw him or hung out with him four or five times a week yeah. um, on, for that semester. And he, he went to my church, so we would like go to church stuff together too. Yeah. And like, um, he became a really, really good friend. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, <laughs> and then um, he he died in a car accident uh, over winter break. Yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. it was tough. Um, and then your other song. And then the other song, Katie, is about uh, Katie. Texas. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's it's actually really about um, my job search, <laughs> oh. which is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and all the like frustrations that went along with <clears throat> looking for a job and like kind of being uh, like led on, I guess, yeah. by all of these companies <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I'm <laughs> that's I've never heard I've never heard somebody describe like the job search as a company leading you on but but that's true that's what it is that's what, that's it, what it is that's what and it so is. that's what the song is about yeah. it's it's kind of about like I don't know being really interested in someone and kind of being led on and mm-hmm. but also being unsure of where you stand yeah um and then that little bit of hesitation that comes with like okay what if uh what if that job doesn't want me what if I'm not good enough for that job mm-hmm. what if that like relation that other person mm-hmm. like doesn't think I'm good enough for them and that yeah. little bit of hesitation and doubt um and being comfortable where you are and yeah. not knowing if like that jump into 
um, the unknown, whether it's like that job, mm -hmm. right? That's something totally new. Um, or with, with that other person, right? It's like not knowing if you're willing to, to leave what you have right now because it's so good, yeah. um, just for the, the potential of, of something <clears throat> to be like maybe marginally better. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what the song is about. And it's, it's about, I guess, a lot of things, right? Leaving home, um, <laughs> the job search and mm -hmm. recruiting for companies um, and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I, I, it's a lot easier to write about um, relationships and mm -hmm. personify oh, things yeah, like yeah, that yeah, through yeah. a relationship. Uh -huh. I think it, uh, suddenly the song becomes a lot more relatable and mm -hmm. generic. Yeah. Um, and also kind of up to interpretation yeah. for a lot and of I think things. that's the best ones is whenever um, people can listen to something and they can spin it into something that applies to their yeah. own life. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, it's just kind of funny to tell people that it's about a job search. <laughs> no, yeah. I just assumed it was about Katie, Texas, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, all those really valid. How was the job search, though? That was, it was brutal. I knew, I, I figured it was brutal, <laughs> it but... Um, like, you, you obviously had some really good experiences beforehand and, and more than, than some people, but I was just wondering, was there any point where even with all of these things backing you up, like on your resume, like on paper, you still felt doubt about, am I good enough for this company? Am I good enough for this role? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, I applied to um, well over 150 jobs. Mm -hmm. I was applying to two or three positions every day for two yeah. and a half months and a new company every day. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a lot of positions. Um, and I ended up with a, a good amount of offers that I'm, I'm happy with, but like if you run the numbers, um, I got like a 4% acceptance, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. which is ridiculous, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, like <laughs> absolutely insane to think about. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I, I'm blessed to, to have, like any opportunity coming out of, of college, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the the grind to, to get there was was brutal, and yeah. I, I think that's overlooked probably yeah. by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. um, no one teaches you how to look for a job. No, no, no they, they kind don't. of just expect you to go look for one yourself. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> like no school has a class that is about you finding a job. Like you do that on your own time. Mm -hmm. You got your school, you got your extracurriculars, you got you know your personal life. And then you got to search for jobs yeah. on top of that. It'd be nice to have like a, a one hour seminar or yeah. like spring of your sophomore year, mm -hmm. just dedicated to like, here's how you get ready to like prepare for internships next fall. <clears throat> and then like, while we're at it, how the job search yeah. is a little different from internships and mm -hmm. all that stuff. Um, how is it different than internships? Searching for jobs? Cause I, cause this past year, like I, I kept a spreadsheet, like first time yeah. applying everything. I applied to like 112 things and, and like you, I mean, I got like maybe 15 interviews and then like yeah. three offers yeah. or something like so you run that math that goes down pretty <laughs> it's quick it's really low but it's like two percent but what's, what's so different about the searching um i i was a lot more selective with mm. i mean it doesn't sound like it because i was applying to like <laughs> 200 jobs right yeah. um but i was like honestly truly a lot more selective with an internship i just wanted an experience yeah. right an experience mm -hmm. um to get some sort of industry exposure um to uh, like something different something yeah. new right and just like kind of throw gum at the wall and see what sticks right um but with the job search uh i wanted to be happy long term yeah. <laughs> right and so it was just as much about what i was doing um as it was about like 
the industry and, mm-hmm. and like kind of the vector, I guess, that my work was pointed towards. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people at AM and probably just generally want to be a part of something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I'm going to be spending a minimum of 40 hours a week um, doing something, you know, yeah. I want it to be towards something that I'm proud of. Yeah. Um, and so it was a lot of that. And then a little bit of culture too. Like company culture never really phased me as an intern. Like it didn't yeah. really matter because yeah. you're there three months. Yeah. But if you're making kind of an indefinite commitment, <laughs> you know, yeah. then it was something that played a lot bigger of a, a factor, I guess. Yeah. And kind of how did, how did you gauge company culture just from like informationals or even mm-hmm. interviews? The websites. Mm. The websites told me a lot um, because it's pretty like... If you ask what the, the culture is at a company, a lot of people are going to just tell you, oh, it's good. You know, <laughs> it's, yeah, like it's really, really good. Basic it's really welcoming and everybody's friendly and yeah. they want to help you. And like, that's great. But yeah. that's not real. Um, I'm, I'm very like value focused, I guess. Um, so I would go on the websites and see what the, the values of the companies were mm-hmm. that I was applying for, the ones that I was like seriously interested in, right? And not even putting aside whether they like those values directly aligned with mine. I would then go to other pages on the website and see if I could see those values mirrored uh, like in, in what they did. So for example, like a big one that's really easy to mm-hmm. see, like pretty visible, is like diversity and inclusion. Yeah. And that was a, a big push this past summer, right? Summer 2020. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty easy to see if a company listed like um, diversity and inclusion as something mm-hmm. like that one of the, was a core value. Yeah. Um, but then you go to their executive board and it's not, yeah. then you know that there's like a mismatch there and they're yeah. either growing into their values, which is, is fine mm-hmm. or they are just, just kind of yeah. a PR stunt. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and either of those, um, I mean, obviously one is, one is a lot more desirable, yeah. right. You'd rather than be kind of growing and <laughs> yeah. evolving into their values. Uh-huh. But I didn't really want to start at either of those yeah. right now. Um, maybe, Maybe it would be a good place to start a new company that's that's growing into their values, but yeah. I feel like it's hard to get footing and traction um, as a fresh hire. Like oh, yeah. as a, as a young professional, I feel like that would probably be a really good place to start. Yeah. But for a first job, um, not, like, I don't you don't have much weight. You don't have much weight. You don't have much credibility. So mm-hmm. even if you like, yeah, I don't know. So I, I looked a lot at how the public presentation of themselves aligned with the values that they claim to have, because mm-hmm. that's really the best. Like that's the best that I could do, yeah. I guess. Um, and so the companies that like stood out to me and the ones that I, um, kind of took all the way to the end were the ones that I felt like, mm-hmm. um, had things that they stood for and mm-hmm. tried to conduct their business in a way that yeah. <laughs> aligned with those values. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. No, whenever I was, um, looking for an internship this summer, I think instinctively I was more selective because mm-hmm. I am going into my last year and I am starting to look for a full-time job and, you know, hopefully I get an internship that I do really well at. They like me and then they offer me. And so I, I didn't really, I didn't specifically like look at their values and, and like try to see, I think yeah. I, I just kind of just try to get the overall vibe of them from the website. Mm-hmm. But for me, um, the company that I'm going to be at, I just like the people. <laughs> like I love their yeah. HR recruiters. I talked to them. I went to like an informational and then I talked to an HR person and then I talked to the internship program person. And then <laughs> I, I had that. an interview and I talked to two different like engineers and every single one of those people, I was like, I really like you guys. Like this is the first time that I, I would always ask, the, I wouldn't ask a company culture question all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, like I never really had to, like That's I could awesome. just, I could just tell based on the way they were talking to me and 
I just like that. So that's huge. It's a really underrated thing too. Like as an intern, <laughs> you're just not aware of that because mm-hmm. like you said, you're there for an experience in the past when I would apply for internships, I'm just applying for like an experience. I'm yeah. just applying to gain knowledge about something I don't know too much yeah. about. Um, literally time fill a hole. On yeah. Your yeah. Resume, right. <laughs> but <Just> full time, <laughs> you know, you start thinking about all that big boy, big girl stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then location wise too. I mean, you might, you probably don't get as much say as other, like other people, but, um, that's also a really big one too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I know you're moving up there. Yeah. Moving up <laughs> to Michigan. <laughs> Where in it's Michigan? Crazy. Detroit. Detroit. Please visit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when do you, um, start? Um, I start in the middle of July. Mm. Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. That means I've got about three months (laughs) until I will be, yeah, three months from now will be my first Monday in in corporate America, (laughs) which is crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a big move, but I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Um, I think best case scenario, it's like a two-year version of the summer that I had Mm. in Alabama, right? And the summer that you had Mm. in Florida where there's just so much potential for growth, Mm -hmm. I think. And that's the most exciting piece of it for sure. Yeah. How do you plan on getting like, not plugged in, but like re... Remaking your like social circle up there. Yeah. You know, that's something I've, I've worried about, especially moving to a new place. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot. I mean, probably pretty obviously, (laughs) right? Like that's not a, (laughs) that's not a far-fetched question. Um, I mean, there's, there's like surface level things, Mm -hmm. right? Like I I would like to probably join, um, like a, a gym or something or like a church group or, you know, um, like different clubs and stuff. Communities have clubs. That's a thing that happens. Yeah. You know, um, I'll probably try and plug in with a couple of new hires uh, at at the company I'm working for and, um, try and hopefully meet one or two people that have lived in Michigan and (laughs) already have some existing friends and I can just latch onto them. Mm -hmm. Um, and those are, I mean, that's hard enough, but those are the easy steps, right? Um, making a city feel like a, like a community, I think it's going to be a lot harder. And, um, it's something I've been thinking about a lot because I feel like I really, um, have, uh, learned how to thrive in a, like school environment, Mm -hmm. I guess, not even like, like academics, right. But like in kind of the, the culture of how, how places like college and Mm -hmm. uh, high school operate, I guess for, for us, like I kind of hinted at earlier, KDISD felt very much like the same, (laughs) the same kind of dynamic, right. Mm -hmm. Obviously a lot more independence, but the the dynamic was pretty similar Mm -hmm. and the dynamic is not going to be the same up in Detroit. Um, so I'm trying to, or I've been thinking about that a little bit and how some of what I've learned here might carry over. And um, I, I guess I, I won't really know a lot of it <coughs> until it, it gets going. But mm-hmm. I think that the easiest and most immediate thing that I can do is probably join some like community interest groups, I guess. Maybe I'll have to like actually buy into Facebook and like, <laughs> join a Facebook group or uh-huh. something, you know? Yeah, um, yeah it's, it's going to be interesting. <clears throat> I'm really though, um, I think the, the biggest hang up in, in that whole thing is just with COVID. I, I feel like it's going to be, challenging to convince people to add someone new to their life. That's true. Um, I feel like most people now more than ever are really valuing the people that they're already close with yeah. and the people that they already have a relationship with and mm-hmm. just deepening and strengthening those bonds to be like life focused, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it'll be hard to jumpstart that in Michigan in a time like this. Yeah. So that, 
hope that is something that you know I felt very lucky about is getting to stay in college another yeah. year and hopefully things. <laughs> but at the same time, too, it's going to be a huge growing experience, and I think it might be tough at first. It might be tough for the first few months, but over time, I feel like you'll be fine. Oh yeah, thank yeah. you. I mean, like like I said, I'm way more excited, mm-hmm. way more excited than I am worried or mm-hmm. anxious. Um, but there's always that like one, one <laughs> voice, right? I'd be a little concerned if I wasn't worried at all, yeah. honestly. So <laughs> I, um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It'll be a good time, but I'm going to miss all of this. Oh man. Yeah. Have you visited Detroit ever? No, I've not. Mm. I've never been, I've never been to the Midwest. You ever plan, are you planned on it? Like before you go move up full time? Yeah. If, um, if all goes well and kind of according to plan, I'll make a visit in the middle of May, mm. like right after I graduate, yeah. right after I graduate. Right after you graduate. <laughs> Michael, you're old. Oh, stop it. Oh, um, <laughs> I did want to ask you too, this is kind of a, I mean, we kind of went through college and like full time, but I wanted to take you back to like, what made you apply to A&M? Mm. Because I've seen baby pictures of you. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, uh, A&M has always been a family affair for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, yeah, some of the, the oldest pictures of me are in, like, these really <laughs> disgustingly, um, like, not patriotic, but, like, what's the word for, for like, A&M? It's, like, cultish, like yeah, know. cultish, maybe. I don't know. But they're, like, these super loud pinstripes, mm-hmm. like, maroon and white, yeah. like, basically a mini yell leader kind of get up. And yeah. It was, like, before I even turned one. So I, it's, I've been brainwashed, you know? Yeah. Um, actually, one, one of my favorite, like, growing up A&M stories is... Uh, in Thanksgiving, when we used to play TU, yeah. um, our, our dinners would be scheduled around the game, right? Of yeah. course, and we had to finish before the game started so that we could watch it all. But I remember growing up, uh, my whole extended family, like, lining up um, in the hallways and sawing them off in the third <laughs> quarter together. Yeah. The door of my, like, 35, 40-year-old aunts and uncles and, uh-huh. like, all the three-year-old cousins, like, yeah. lined up and, like, <laughs> sawing them off. It was kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Um so I, it was always really hot on my radar, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't until junior year that I realized there were other colleges that existed. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't even know that there were other options in, <laughs> in the world. Um, uh-huh. So, but I, I toured a few of them and I applied to a few of them and I got rejected from a few of them and I got into a few of them. Um, but the thing that I guess there, there were a couple of things that brought me to AM finally. Um, and one of them, I guess yeah, one of them, just to be perfectly objective, was some really nice um, scholarship help mm-hmm. um, and some really generous people that um, put put a lot of opportunity in my life that made it really hard to say no to AM. Mm-hmm. Um, and that honestly had a, had a massive, massive sway. Yeah. Um, it was hard to really think about anything else when it wasn't that. But the thing that kept me at AM mm-hmm. um, is the, the community here yeah. for sure. And the, the um, I mean, the people, obviously, but even as a high schooler when I was touring here, like you could tell that there was just like a culture of cooperation yeah. um, and like pushing other students up with you mm-hmm. that I felt like at some of the other schools I was looking at, it was more like a, you're applying for the same internship as me. So yeah. that makes you competition and I have to beat you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And so like a lot, I guess much fiercer in um, the, the academic uh, sphere of, mm-hmm. of what culture would be. Yeah. Um, and that, uh, didn't it was not something that I was interested in. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, that that was the big cultural pull, I guess, for AM. Oh yeah, no, I remember even in high school. I mean, the whole the whole class ranking thing, people can get really reckless with oh, that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, GPA stackers. Yeah, and then you, you come into college and 
and we're all in the same major and technically we're all competition against each other trying to get into mm-hmm. you know fill in the number of spots they have and people are like people are so nice here yeah. and that's something i've definitely taken away from from college is you know school and all that's important but like just being a good person too and and being willing to help others yeah. it, it goes a long way so being generous with your help mm. it's very hard for me to do I'm yeah. not hardwired that way. No? Yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. But I've been thinking about it a lot mm-hmm. over the last like year. So mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, what is something that college Michael has done that high school Michael would never have done? Most. Probably things. a lot of things. Probably right? a lot of yeah, things, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things that are very high school Michael. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think a, a big one, um, Probably the easiest one is like the music thing. Mm-hmm. I never would have done that in high school. And uh, Brochella, which mm-hmm. is like the, the big yeah. concert that, that we put on um, with uh, an org that I'm in. Uh, mm-hmm. That is definitely not something that I would have done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, at least not, not in that setting. I feel mm-hmm. like I've always been pretty comfortable getting up and like having, having attention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess I've been comfortable with it, even mm-hmm. if I haven't always enjoyed it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, no yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's one thing for sure. Um, what are some other things? I don't. I feel like in high school I had a very open-minded attitude of like mm-hmm. kind of pushing myself to always do something. It was it was the sophomore year of college attitude that I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. right? Where like maximizing opportunities is um, getting involved in as much as I can and uh, meeting and intersecting. Uh, as many people as I can and making mm-hmm. impact on as many lives as I can and yeah. uh, really focused on breadth, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think the biggest shift between high school and college is that now I'm, I'm a lot more f- interested in, uh, have being, having at least as much depth to my like commitments and relationships and mm-hmm. involvement and how I spend my time at least as much depth as breath. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause like, I don't know, I've, I've found a lot more personal satisfaction, uh, and reward out of the, the things that I've really spent more time and energy on as opposed to like mm-hmm. uh, chasing new for the sake of new, I yeah. guess. And just like adding, adding to um, a ever growing list of experiences that's impossible to um, reflect on or get mm-hmm. anything meaningful out of. Um, so I don't know if it's necessarily something that I, I wouldn't do in high school, mm-hmm. um, but maybe uh, like a, a pretty strong outlook shift, I guess. Yeah. Um, you probably don't remember this, but I remember this because you were the person that inspired me to start journaling. <laughs> no, I'm serious. So freshman year, I mean, we had multiple nights in Hull Blue. We were just, yeah. we'd be in a Thank lounge somewhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you had mentioned something about breadth and depth. And I, I was a freshman. I mean, we were both freshmen. Uh, we have the same conversation. <laughs> and we're having the same conversation. Like it's no, but it's, it's, it's crazy. And I never really thought about that. I think in high school, I was always just, let me get as involved as possible. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun because like high school compared to college, it's so small. Like I just wanted to make it feel like I knew everybody wherever I went yeah. and make it feel familiar wherever I went. I didn't want to be like uncomfortable anywhere. And then you come to college and I mean, it's, it's impossible to know every single yeah. person, you know? And that's when you start focusing on, okay, like I'm going to still be like as involved as I can be. But at the same time, like, if I don't invest in a few people, like, after college, <laughs> what's going to happen? Yeah. I, I have nobody, you know? You need mm-hmm. to, like, definitely pay attention to that. And that's something I also realized sophomore year, too, whenever 
you know, we got about out of our like freshman bubble and you start branching out. That's when I was like, I really need to focus on finding out who I want to stay in touch with. Yeah. Even as a sophomore, because like time goes by so fast. (laughs) It is crazy how quick time has flown by, but yeah, I just wanted to let you know you inspired me to do a journal. I appreciate that. (laughs) I still have the same journal. Like I like write down the date obviously. Yeah. uh And it goes back to like spring like january 2018 or oh whatever. that's awesome that's so, so cool yeah that's so cool i'm glad that you have that, <laughs> I'm glad that, you did that. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it mm-hmm. too it's so um, much fun it's it's not for everybody mm-hmm. either is the other thing right like i've gotten a lot of, of growth out of it and a mm-hmm. lot of uh, satisfaction yeah um and i'm glad you have too mm-hmm. um but i know I've, I've tried to get some people that i think could really benefit from it mm-hmm. um, and it's just not for them it's and, hard yeah. yeah well i mean yeah and everybody grows differently and learns mm-hmm. differently and reflects differently. And some people, it doesn't work. But yeah. for me, it's it's been monumental. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you yeah. had a similar positive mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. And something else I started too, since I started like this, getting this mic, I guess, it, I don't know if this is an official term, but audio journaling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know how I record yeah. these podcasts? Yeah. I thought, why not just record what I'm thinking and then I'll just listen to it later. Huh. And I have a title, like the date that I, okay. that I you know, said the thought or whatever. <laughs> some of these are five minutes, some of them are 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's just interesting getting to hear like the way I talk about certain things in the moment. Mm-hmm. Not that journaling is bad, but it's just, it's just different when you hear yourself oh, yeah. talk about something. There's been many times where I thought something was a huge deal. And I'll listen back on it. And I'm like, why did I even worry about that? <laughs> you know? I love that. That's exactly what it is though, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's perspective setting. And it's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's locking something down, I guess, mm-hmm. in, in time mm-hmm. to where like you can't. Because uh, even like a week later, right? Mm-hmm. Something that you thought was massive is now yeah. famous, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, in that mm-hmm. time, it probably was massive. Exactly. You know? um, so being able to capture that um, is, is really cool. Yeah. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. I like audio. <laughs> audio <laughs> journaling. Audio journaling. <laughs> um, those don't get published. Those, I, I, I hope <laughs> nobody leaks them. <laughs> Because it's actually kind of funny. So on the way I do this podcast, I record it, I edit it on, um, what's it called? Audacity. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. I upload it onto Anchor, which gets shared onto Spotify. Okay. That's how I do it. Gotcha. But on Anchor, you're able to make some of these recordings just drafts. Mm. So they're, pr- they're private. Gotcha. And some of my journals are literally on the same channel, like on my podcast. Really? So just like if somebody private. just switched it from private to public, it'd be on the same. Really? Okay. So okay. don't get any get ideas. Know. Yeah. But... Anybody know Victor's password, <laughs> you know what to do. Help us out. Oh man. <laughs> um, but what, what's something that you haven't been able to do like at all in college or very like dedicated really little time to that with your full-time job, you want to start getting more into? Hmm. Because you have 40 hours out of your week yeah. already told like how you're going to spend it. Yeah. Then the remaining hours, how do you plan on spending yeah. that? No, that's a good question. I mean, when you when you originally, when you started asking it, I thought you were asking a very different question. Oh. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> uh, which is which is good because mm-hmm. I like this question better. Um, and I'm really excited for mm-hmm. that, honestly. I think COVID was a really cool experiment. Mm-hmm. Um but that sounds terrible, <laughs> dude. That sounds awful. Dang, Michael, you just no, 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 you're no, telling no, everyone no, no, that no, you no. administered this I, <laughs> virus. <laughs> I went to move on. Um, no, I um, yeah, that that sounds really really selfish and terrible. But um, I, I think everybody grew out of COVID in one way or another, right? And kind of how you responded to it. I was um, fortunate enough, I guess, to 
uh, adapt really early on mm -hmm. and it let me um, grow and, and choose, uh, be, be a lot more, I guess, um, involved in how I choose to spend my time. Mm -hmm. And so I, I poured into a ton of hobbies that I had never really given time to. Um, one thing though, like for full time that I think really needs to come back is um, paying more attention to physical fitness, mm -hmm. I guess, which is probably a pretty common thing that a lot of people neglect yeah. um, in college. Um, I was talking to somebody about this a, a couple of years ago and that they, they talked about the five F's, which are like family, friends, faith, finances, and fitness mm -hmm. and how like you, you have to prioritize them, right? Yeah. You have to rank them. And no matter how good you are at juggling them all, they're, they're ranked, right? Mm -hmm. And fitness has always been uh, five on my priority list, mm -hmm. um, which is totally fine. Uh, I, I, and I don't think that'll change, honestly. But it'll be <laughs> nice to just yeah. have enough time to where even a low-level priority for me mm -hmm. um, can get more attention than it gets now, um, which is currently like none. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, when I, when I was in Florida and I didn't really have anything else to do, like nobody was telling me what to do after work. Mm -hmm. One of the first things I did was look for a gym. Yeah. Because like I just needed something to do. Yeah. And I mean, I live so close to the beach, but... I mean, it, it gets old if you go every day. Yeah. <laughs> so I was fair. just like, how can I spend my time in a productive way after work that's not just me laying in bed mm -hmm. and resting and recovering? Right? Yeah. And going to the gym helps so much. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great because you, you sit down all day. You're just, I mean, I walked around a lot, but still. Yeah. Something about just sweating <laughs> it out and, and oh, no, feeling it's sore. It's nice. You get so much energy back, yeah. ironically, which doesn't mm -hmm. seem to make sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. At least I do. Um, yeah. Think clearer, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's a lot of science behind it. Mm -hmm. I don't need to convince anyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a a flaw of mine, I guess, is prioritizing that very, very, very low. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it's so easy to just forget it too, because yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if if you're low on money, like you know it, and then like family, family's always there. Faith is there. What was the other one? Um, family, friends, friends, friends. friends yeah. Fitness is so easy. Fitness is <laughs> so, so easy to forget. To just like ignore. Mm -hmm. not, not even forget. Just like actively yeah. <laughs> ignore it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's okay. that's one. Gotcha. <laughs> um, how do you plan on spending your time before you start working? Um, I'm I'm trying to travel for most of June mm -hmm. if I can. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things that are shut yeah. down yeah. Right, because of COVID and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, but May is going to be pretty, pretty family focused. Um, and I guess when I say family, that includes like my closest friends that are here up in college mm -hmm. station. Um, I guess May is more focus in, double down on those people, kind of tie up loose ends and, yeah. you know, put, put bows on relationships, mm -hmm. which is kind of sad to say. Mm -hmm. Um, and then June is like travel as much as I can load up on experiences that are super inconvenient to have mm -hmm. uh, when I get yeah. into the workforce. Um, mm -hmm. Do as many inconvenient things as possible in yeah. June. That's kind of my plan. Mm -hmm. And then July is kind of like a ease out and get ready to, to start my job. Oh, Move man. up there and everything. That's so weird to think, Michael. Yeah, I know. I know it's crazy. It's crazy that they're yeah. trusting me, right? <laughs> they're giving me a laptop and they're saying, here you go. <laughs> um, but like you said, really exciting time too. It just, I mean... It's just crazy to think that in a year from now, I will just be entering that same stage you are yeah, man. and you'll have a whole year under your belt. Oh, I know. <laughs> and like, we're going to still be the same. I'm, I mean, I'm older than you actually. 
Yeah, uh, if you knew that. Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, I've, I'm young. Yeah. I'm young. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I'll be a little bit older, but you'll have significantly more, I guess, real-world experience. And then the thing that, I mean, this is such a small thing that blows mm-hmm. my mind, but I'm going to be in a group chat with some people who I'll be asking, hey, has anyone done this homework, or does anyone want to meet up in Zach and work on this? And then they're going to be, haha, I can't because... I'm either off of my job or I'm at work right now. <laughs> like that just blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy to think about. Oh man, but you know, it'll be an interesting dynamic for y'all though. Yeah, it'll be nice. Um, if you had, like, okay, I'm getting into like the more, the fun questions okay. type stuff. Okay. So if you had four years left to live, what would you do during that time? Oh wow. It's not, it's not like a month where you can just go yeah. wild for a month. No, yeah. You got to pick your time and, and spend it accordingly. <laughs> yeah, spend it appropriately. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's interesting. What's the biggest impact that you can make in four years? Right. Right, that's kind of, or at least that's, that's how I'm interpreting the question, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'd probably, yeah, I'd probably want to spend it with my family. Mm-hmm. Which is probably not a radical answer. <laughs> no, um, that's it's valid. But man. especially, especially my sister, mm-hmm. I'd want to spend a lot of it with her. Yeah, and probably drive her insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, because I I think that I don't know. You you asked how would I spend my last four years, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm interpreting that as like, what's the most impact that you can make in four yeah. years? Um, and I guess one of my one of my life mantras that I try and or I guess a perspective altering like. Thing that I think about a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I said you don't have to change the entire world to entirely change someone else's world. Yeah. Um, and so I think if I only had four years, that's not enough time to make a significant like social, mm-hmm. like uh, global an impact yeah. on the on the on the scope of society mm-hmm. or probably even a community. I think that's hard to do in four years, right? Yeah. Um, so I would probably turn almost exclusively towards like ten people mm-hmm. and just spend as much time with them as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess I'd have to work too. I have four <laughs> to like years sustain, yeah, to yeah. sustain myself. Yeah. But I probably wouldn't worry about an inheritance or anything mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You know, I'd probably take like a, a pretty, um, just like a, a mid to low salary job near mm-hmm. people that I care about because yeah. if you're not worried about the, the future, yeah. then you don't need to, you can live fully. In mm-hmm. the- <laughs> yeah. There's this quote I've heard when you were saying, you don't have to make a whole difference in the world to make a difference. Yeah, you don't person. have to change the entire world to yeah. entirely change someone else's. And there's this quote I heard, this quote I heard growing up that was like, to one person, to the world you might be one person, but to one person you might yeah. be the world. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I completely agree too. I think in four years, if, if that were me, I just want to impact the people closest to me mm-hmm. and just be as awesome as I can for them. And, you know, I might not live on in a textbook or whatever, but yeah. like living on in someone's mind and, or like you, you do something that inspires them or they take mm-hmm. away something from you. I think that's just as valuable too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'd also love to be a winemaker in Italy. Mm. Just stomp on grapes. Yeah. I feel like I needed to have like a slightly <laughs> less serious answer to that question. That's valid. Um, but yeah, that would be so much fun. Dude, mm-hmm. I would love that. Yeah. You'd make like the bare minimum <laughs> just stomping on grapes all day. Yeah. But you're in... Yeah, I, w- I would love that lifestyle I think for four I, years, I think. For me, <laughs> I, I would probably do something at like a, a dog shelter, like sus- okay. exclusively for dogs. <laughs> I love dogs so much. So something that would allow me to interact with dogs, that would be like, I guess, a job that I would take on to sustain mm-hmm. myself. 
Um, have you thought about getting a little furry animal when you graduate? Uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, it's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. Uh, this is going to sound kind of cold. I just don't want to pay for two lives. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, even, even, yeah, I don't, I don't want to pay to sustain two living creatures. Mm-hmm. On my <laughs> I'd rather just deal with. Uh, my own food for a little bit. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe later on the road. But... Later on the road, probably. Yeah. Um, my sister always jokes that um, she feels like <clears throat> she was deprived of a childhood because we didn't have a dog or anything growing up. We yeah. had no animals, uh-huh. and so I, I probably when I have a family, uh-huh. like maybe kids are like five or six. Yeah. That's probably prime dog time. There you, you know. Go. But right now, I, I don't I don't need a dog. I'm a people true. person, not yeah. an animal person. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> um, what about a watermelon person? Oh, yeah. You like that transition yeah, right yeah, there? That was pretty smooth. That was pretty good. That was pretty unscripted. <laughs> <laughs> what about a watermelon person, Michael? Dude, I, uh, I'm not a watermelon. I mean, I wish I was a watermelon person. Yeah. I love watermelon. Uh, watermelon I, does not love me. Yeah. When, when, did, when <laughs> was the first time? The the first um, allergic reaction. Yeah. Um, so it's it's kind of a, a funny story, but um, I when I tell it, it's not very funny. Uh, <laughs> but I was uh, I, I was I went on a run. Um, I think it was like eighth grade, ninth grade, somewhere okay. in there or whatever. I went on a run, and right before the run, I had like a pre pre workout snack, I guess, mm-hmm. of some ibuprofen because I had a bad headache. <laughs> mm-hmm. like that's totally normal yeah, yeah thank yeah. you for that i appreciate it yeah normalize ibuprofen before runs yeah um so some ibuprofen watermelon and honey roasted peanuts wow so the, yeah hit all your food groups yeah um you yeah, were ready to go i was ready to go and so then i uh i finished my run i was wheezing pretty hard you know because i thought i was just out of shape because i am out of shape <laughs> um <laughs> but um you know ended up home all right, uh, hopped in the shower, uh, still wheezing pretty hard. Um, I thought it was a steam at that point, kind of started to get itchy. You know how like when you're in really hot water, yeah. like taking a really hot shower and your feet start to mm-hmm. get itchy? Yeah, does that, are, uh, does that actually happen to you? Or no, is that I've, just no I've, I've actually felt it though. Okay. Like, but when I was younger. Not yeah, now. yeah, yeah, like that's a, I don't know, that's, that's a thing that happens to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody can relate to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I thought it was just that. And I like, you know, stepped out of the shower, wiped down the mirror, and I am carrot orange, head oh, to toe. Wow. Yeah, like like bad, bad orange. And I am covered in hives, yeah. um, like all over my back, completely broken out. Yeah. And my eyes are starting to swell shut a oh. little bit. Um, and I go, oh, that's probably not normal. So I, I like stumble down the stairs and I fall, by stumble I mean like fall down the <laughs> stairs. Uh, and I, I pass out uh, and on my couch in the living room and I woke up in the backseat of my mom's car as she's uh, flying to the urgent care. Yeah. Um, basically, I have this really weird allergic reaction with watermelon where since it's um, <laughs> it's a close cousin to ragweed, apparently, like yeah. the plant. Okay. Um, and I have really bad ragweed allergies. And so if when your heart rate elevates, um, it shuts down non-essential body functions. So mm-hmm. things like um, the reproductive system or the digestive system kind of take a back seat. Yeah. And so my stomach gets lazy um, and doesn't uh, properly process the proteins in the watermelon. Yeah. And my immune system thinks that it is ragweed that I've just shoved down my throat. Yeah. And so it fights back pretty violently uh, at the expense of like... <laughs> Your life. <laughs> my, my life yeah uh, <laughs> so yeah that's it's called food induced exercise anaphylaxis um, wow. 
food induced like i have to eat this one specific food which uh-huh. is watermelon and then the anaphylaxis the uh like my throat swelling up and kind of like starting uh starting to be unable to breathe i guess yeah. it's only triggered when you eat the food and then exercise immediately afterwards uh, so uh, you can eat the food and not exercise yes. fine. yeah i just have to say pretty like sedentary mm-hmm. <laughs> if i'm gonna be eating melon that day and have you taken uh, that risk yeah, don't college. tell my mom. Don't tell my mom. <laughs> sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I have uh, a handful of times. Mm-hmm. It's ironic because um, yeah. the main organization that I'm in, uh, Centuries, has a watermelon-themed carnival every year. And so I just kind of sit and do check-in um, and maybe take some pictures, but I kind of stay as far away from like the games and the actual uh, <laughs> event event yeah. uh, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's a really weird. Alley. It doesn't sound real. It's one of those things mm-hmm. that sounds fake. Yeah. Um, That's a good two truths and a lie. Yeah, type. exactly, exactly. Uh-huh. And it should sound fake. My my allergist, <laughs> my allergist WebMD it in front of me. Like I watched him Google uh-huh. it and like click on WebMD uh, to be able to tell me more about it. So yeah. I'm still kind of sussed out about it. But I, uh, yeah, I've I've since gone in and done some tests, and they have uh, decided that that is the case for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So it's a really weird, weird fun fact. About me. I'm glad you've been able to enjoy watermelon a little bit though. Yeah, just like in now. moderation. It's a, it's a treat, yeah. yeah. <laughs> in moderation. <laughs> no, but it's so good. Like whenever no, I, I think of like it's super hot in the summer, like what fruit am I gonna like watermelon? You really? Know? That's your go to? Watermelon is so good. Mm. I've transitioned to uh peaches and nectarines. Peaches are good. They're, I have not mm, tried any nectarines. They go hard. Uh nectarines are like very similar to peaches, but they're a little firmer. Yeah. I think like a cross between a peach and an apple. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's it. I mean, that's not like exactly it, but it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's good enough for... <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good enough for the road bike. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no. I, 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 yeah. I enjoy a peach mm-hmm. <laughs> and Gosh, a nectarine yeah. in the summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, we talked about music a little bit, and I was just curious, like, what are... What are your like top three favorite songs you have? Bro, don't do that to me. I have to. Though. No, you can't. You can't. That's rude. That's like <laughs> asking me to pick a favorite child. Um, <laughs> or, I mean, you have Spotify, right? Yeah, I have Spotify. Okay, good. Good. Because yeah. <laughs> I was about to make fun of you if you had Apple Music. No, dude. Are you kidding me? No, no. I'm, I'm big. Spotify is my favorite social media platform. There you go. I yeah, love yeah. to see what and people the, are see people, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So How about what, what, were you, what was your Spotify like wrapped? My Spotify wrapped? Yeah. Okay. I, um... Yeah, that's that's probably a much more fair question. Mm-hmm. Um, like for songs, you can do last songs year. Last year I was in a, apparently I didn't realize until the raps came out. But last year I guess I was in a big Mount Joy phase. Mount Joy is good. I don't know. If, yeah, yeah. Um, four out of my five songs last year, like top five no songs, way. were yeah. Because really? I I think what happened was I discovered them like or not discovered them, but I, I like hit the first wave of my Mount Joy phase at the very beginning of the year. Yeah. And then they released an album. Oh. And so I had a second Mount Joy phase yeah. right later in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're really good. So I had a third one at the very end of the year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so I had these, like they were separated by like four or five months and I didn't yeah. think they were that big, but I guess cumulatively yeah. together, um, they, they were really, really big. Uh, rearrange us was really high up mm-hmm. there. Um, Oh shoot! Or, oh, Julia. Julia's so Julia good. Julia was the first song I've that's heard. A, that's a slept on one. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, those those two were my top two by like a large margin, yeah. like a disturbing margin. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I think um, I didn't like their second album as much, quite as much. What was their second album? Their second album is the one. It's it's a little more pastel colored. Okay. They're, they are like kind of coming out of the Disney Castle yeah. looking thing. Yeah. Right. The first one is like more purple mm-hmm. tinge. Yeah. The second yeah. one's blue. Yeah. Um, yeah. What what were the other ones in the wrapped? I don't remember what the other ones were in the wrapped. That's okay. Um, what, what was the but one? like. Yeah, I mean, I vibe with almost every song. No, scratch that. I love their first album. Mm-hmm. First album is great. It's almost a no skip. Yeah. Uh, but the second album is just not as much my vibe. I don't mm-hmm. think. So. What was the one song that wasn't Mount Joy that made it on? <laughs> it's called Warm Animal by Sure Sure. I've never heard um, Sure Sure. It's they're really good. They're really good. Um, or their their good songs are really good. I don't mm-hmm. like all of their stuff, but probably over half of it is, yeah. is stuff that I enjoy. Are they like an indie um, alt? Yeah, they're they're alt indie. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my go to genre. I guess yeah. that's where I find the most music, mm-hmm. just because it's what I've listened to the most. Yeah. Um, I listen to pretty much everything, but it's easier for me to find alternative and indie stuff mm-hmm. because I Spotify has ironed out that algorithm for me really well. Yeah. And the, like, it's still very, like it misses a lot on country. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, you're, just, <laughs> you're giving me the, I know there's good ones out here. You're just not, <laughs> I haven't refined yeah. its taste enough. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I, I think it made it onto the list so much because I listened to it a lot when I was making, um, Katie, actually, mm, gotcha. I was making that song. There was a lot of similar vibe that I wanted to kind of emulate. Yeah. I guess. And so, mm. That Discovery Weekly though, that playlist that they make, it's it's pretty good. Oh, it is pretty good. Like, I'm so glad that I'm a, that's a good idea. And I'm really curious to see what goes into picking the songs. Oh yeah, the algorithm us. and everything. It might just be like what type of genre they listen to the most that week or something. But I mean, some songs on there like just miss for me, but some are mm-hmm. also I find some of my favorite songs. Even if it's too. like fifty percent though, it's still fifty percent of yeah. new music that you like would have never heard otherwise. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. They do a great job of, I guess, um, spotlighting uh, people that aren't necessarily, you know, your U.S. top forty yeah. pop hits. Which is what I normally I listen to a lot of pop. Uh, and throw hey, back. there's nothing wrong with that. There's not. <laughs> it's good music. Pop mm-hmm. is actually, I think it's on a come up right mm-hmm. now. Um, I feel like there's better pop music coming out oh, uh, yeah. than there was definitely ten years ago. Yeah. Right? Do you remember our junior high pop music? That was awful. You think it was awful? Bro, you liked like a G six. Okay, I didn't like that. Yeah, uh huh. Okay, but, I'm but I, I was thinking like like ushers, like DJ got us falling in love. Uh, yeah, I mean, really. It's okay, I don't know. Yeah, See, maybe maybe I'll lose some friends. <laughs> that, that 2010 era, I liked the majority of the songs in there. Okay, um, that's fair. But I have, uh, as recent as two years ago, I've started listening to a lot of EDM. Really. And one of my things after you know once COVID is. Not officially over, but things are a lot more open. Mm-hmm. Is I want to go to a rave. Oh, like that's the goal. That's yeah, like a really, goal. Of mine. That's a goal of yours. Yeah, they have a huge EDM festival in Michigan. It's no way. Electric Forest. Yeah. Electric Forest. Oh. Um. So I might have come, to go up come there. Come visit. Come up. Come up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll be in North Carolina this summer. I don't know. I think I, got, I think I knew that. I think I might I have told you. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I'll have to see if there's any EDM stuff over there yeah, too. Dude. I'm just—I've never been to a concert in my entire Seriously? life. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Like, oh man. And you want to start with a rave? Yeah. That's your intro to live music. Uh huh. Well, here I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I've heard live music, but it was maybe like one time at a bar. Okay. I've never been to like an yeah, artist performing. Yeah. yeah. 
So That's even insane. Houston Rodeo, I never went to the concert. Really? Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Did you just I like ate, get fried Oreos? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I ate, ate food and walked around and saw the horses or oh the livestock or whatever, and that was the extent. <laughs> my parents even That's offered hilarious. to get me tickets. I, I just wasn't interested in in concerts at a young age. Yeah. No, I didn't. I I was the same way. My mm. sister has. She, thinks, <laughs> she surpassed you she, in that? Oh, yeah, yeah. She yeah. sees so much live music, uh-huh. so into it. I, I don't know where she... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where that came from. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think she thought that I saw a lot of live music, mm-hmm. and that just like made it okay for her to see a lot of live music, yeah. but I don't think she really understands that. I Like, my first... <laughs> live kind of seeing a band uh-huh. perform right like going because i was watching a band mm-hmm. um was acl for freshman oh, year um, yeah, yeah. which is a little different yeah right? but she's a she's a fiend for mm-hmm. for live music so. yeah <laughs> um i got a few more questions for you now go for it um first one who is somebody you've met in college and you can do like like someone our age like a student mm-hmm. and then maybe like a teacher or professor who has impacted you and like significantly bro that's a long <laughs> it's a heavy list. weight that's a heavy weight oh no it's just a long list yeah there's so many people yeah um someone that i've met in college well maybe how about this might make it difficult but maybe pick one person from every year of college that, from every year of college yeah um i mean that at least gives me some some more parameters like <laughs> something to narrow down a little bit yeah I'm, I'm gonna say right now though i don't think like I've never really had a strong relationship with any of my professors or teachers. Mm-hmm. I guess the only exception to that would be maybe the director of uh, the ZLP, yeah. Zachary Leadership Program. Mm-hmm. His name's Seth. Um, he's a awesome guy, a really good sounding board to have, and just um, <clears throat> very. Um, I mean, he he teaches personal development yeah. for a living, right? So he's like a fountain of like a, a fountain of textbook knowledge that yeah. he's just imbibed over the years, right? Yeah. Trying to uh, make the program what, as good as it can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's cool to watch and hear about how he tries to live it out too yeah. and like see him teach the program. It's been really mm-hmm. interesting. And you've gotten to see him for the past like yeah, five Yeah, exactly. And he's probably the only professor, he is the only professor that if you call him a, I guess he's an instructor. I don't okay. know. Um, but he's like the, the only, I guess, Texas A&M employee um, that I've had a consistent relationship over True. the last two and a half years. So uh, he's seen a lot of growth too, which has been cool. Just yeah. to, yeah. It, I've, if there was going to be anyone on the faculty that I would like say I've had a relationship with, mm-hmm. it'd be him, okay. Barnum, for sure. Um, really good person to have in your corner. Um, as far as like students and peers, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot. There's so many. Dude. <laughs> there's so many. Um, I think one of the most, some of the most formative ones though, were some of the seniors that were in centuries uh, when I was going out as a freshman and got in eventually. Um, they, I, I'd never really looked like there. It's it's hard to find peers that you look up to. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, or, or at least it was for me in high school. There were a couple, there were a handful, right? But there mm-hmm. were very few like people <laughs> yeah. in, that I was like taking classes with or like in, in clubs with or in band with or anything, you know, that like I actively looked up to. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some guys that just like absolutely floored me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still think about like very small one-off conversations that I have with them. Um, yeah, and they... It was uh, it showed me a lot, I guess, about the kind of, 
person that I wanted to be as a senior in college, yeah. right? And like what was capable, <laughs> like mm-hmm. what kind of growth was cap- I was capable of in college and was yeah. possible. Because y'all are um, like in two different periods of your life. Oh yeah, because they were like heading out, you <laughs> know, like ready to start full-time work. Uh-huh. And I was like, you know, ready to <laughs> start being a college student. Yeah. <laughs> Um, very, very different life planes. Um, so looking up was really cool, but, um, also seeing that it was so close, you know, I was like, wow, I really got to, you know, kick it into gear kind of thing. Um, freshman year was definitely those guys, those seniors. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it's, it's hard to pick like one person. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if I really want to pick one person. That's okay. To be honest with That's you. okay. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> it's a hard question. It's a hard question. I probably well, would not be able to. I mean, that. like, would you want to, though? Like, would you even want to pick one person right, that's yeah. impacted you? Because it just it discredits. Right? <laughs> it discredits yeah. a lot. I have a better question I just thought okay. of. That it's on a similar, <laughs> it's, it's a similar wavelength as that. Okay. An experience every single year mm. that has changed you for the better. And it's changing for the better. Okay. You think that's a bit doable? Yeah, yeah that's, okay. oh, that's should definitely I, more, Should I no, go into the vault? <laughs> no, that's definitely more doable. Okay. I mean, I, I don't want to like, make you like, <laughs> second guess that question. No, it no. is a good question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a good question. I just like... It's I mean, tough. It's, it's weird too because it discredits, I feel like, a lot of the other people yeah. that don't... I mean, because realistically, like, not even sounding corny, right? I feel like I've learned something from everyone that I've had a... Inter- like a substantial interaction with right yeah. like not just like a bump into you meet your name and then kind of part ways yeah. right but like everyone that I've uh, had a relationship with in college mm-hmm. even, even if it was like very much just like casual friendship mm-hmm. like if I was close enough to call you a friend then they've made a significant impact on my life and I guarantee yeah. I've learned something from them mm-hmm. you know um, and I don't yeah I don't know if it's fair to to narrow it down okay. yeah. I mean if I had an hour I could talk about a bunch of different people. Um, but yeah, an experience every semester or every year of college, every mm-hmm. year of college. Um, I think we've talked about a lot of the, the pivotal ones, mm-hmm. honestly. Um, freshman year, um, the pivotal uh, pivotal experience um, was kind of sad. It was the um, Mark passing away yeah. in winter break. It was really perspective setting and um, kind of thematic, I guess. <laughs> like it, it, it set a tone. Um, for the semester that followed that mm-hmm. um, and put me on a much more pensive and reflective path than I think I might have been had uh, something like that not happened yeah. when it did. Um, yeah. And then I guess sophomore year, um, a if you count the summer in Alabama, I think mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing um, that happened to me sophomore <clears throat> year as far as um, like life altering (laughs) and Mm -hmm. trajectory changing um, for all the reasons that we talked about earlier, right? Um, Just like the confidence in being able to separate what I do from who I am and all of that stuff. Um, Junior year, (laughs) I feel like these are (laughs) gimmies, bro. Junior year, uh, COVID was a pretty pivotal moment (laughs) for me. Uh, Maybe not anybody else to have have experienced COVID. I feel like not not a lot of people changed or yeah. really. No, I'm kidding. That's no. that's a total joke, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I guess no, so. That's a total joke. <laughs> no, COVID it literally shut changed. down everything yeah. and changed everybody. Um, but I, I mean, it it gave me the space that I needed to. 
put uh, what I had learned about myself in Alabama yeah. uh, to put it into practice and incorporate it into a, a daily life mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and then senior year, um, I don't know. I guess we're still in it. Um, so that's crazy and <laughs> uh-huh. weird. Um, okay, this is going to sound weird maybe, but one of the, one of the more like, uh, no, that's not really a moment, but I, I chalk up my, my years, I guess, in college and semesters really, each of them has like kind of an overarching theme of growth, right? Mm-hmm. And there's like one word or like a phrase or a characteristic or a quality mm-hmm. that I really focus in on. And it, it kind of becomes like when I reflect on that semester, you yeah. know, it's kind of like, that's, that's what I remember and that's mm-hmm. how I feel. And I feel like for this year, um, or last semester, especially, um, I had the mentality of no new friends. And I guess that making making that mental decision where I was like not going to make any new friends for an entire semester yeah. uh, was completely counteractive to every <laughs> everything yeah. that's I'm hardwired to do and um, all of my experiences in colleges college up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found was that I got a lot closer with people that matter to me, and I, I got a lot more out of the things that I did show up to, yeah. um, and I was really able to kind of start to get the the richness. Um, out of college that I had been craving (laughs) and it's kind of weird to think about um, that it's it took me that long to allow myself to do that (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. Um, but I I really I really do feel like I've had richer experiences my senior year than all three years of college yeah Um, even despite the fact that a good amount of them haven't happened or like haven't been able to happen yeah, right? yeah, because yeah. of COVID and mm-hmm. social, or have, have happened in a, a different way, right? Yeah. I feel like they've still been more personally satisfying mm-hmm. um, because of that um, that mindset of really like doubling down mm-hmm. on on those select few people. And that was that was just for the fall. I've I've met a lot of great people this year, mm-hmm. um, and I, I wouldn't say that my like I've lived and died by that mantra of knowing <laughs> friends, right? But it's really a, a more more that idea of like knowing that my time in college station is limited and um, I would rather spend it at this point in my college experience yeah. investing in people that mm-hmm. I, I think are, are life friends. Yeah, no. The mindset change of freshman year of you want to make this university feel like home, you want to yeah. see as many familiar faces and then senior year of like my time is up. Yeah. I want to spend it with people that like I care about. Yeah, it's crazy. The senior I just hits completely differently than <laughs> in high school. Than in yeah. high school. I completely feel like completely different. I feel and I haven't even started my senior year. Yeah. I, mean, I guess I did only one <laughs> semester. I have two more left. Yeah, no, you'll be all right. Oh, Fingers crossed. I'm not worried about you. Yeah. And then um, final question for you: What is something that you have learned? Oh, gosh, you. I mean, you've you've covered a lot of it too. But what's something you've learned in college that maybe you want to keep with you for the rest of your life? Maybe apply mm-hmm. later on down the road. That's good. I'll, I'll throw a different lesson out. Don't mm-hmm. worry. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, oh, so. Hmm. Give me a second to maybe like process. Oh, no, you're good. Because, or like figure out how I want to phrase this, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, I feel like there's a lot of things that have like dramatically changed mm-hmm. and there's also a lot of things that I've talked about. Yeah. Um, okay. I think, I think one thing that I've done in college that I, I oh, yeah, I, I feel like so much of our conversation has been like, 
uh, annoyingly serious and reflective, <laughs> you know, and like, it, like I'm smoking a. Like it's just, a it's that's just, I feel something. like that's just how we are. <laughs> we we started off freshman year, like just spending. I remember some nights I had like an 8 a.m. the next day, and I'd be going to sleep at 4 a.m. because I just talked with you for like two yeah, hours. Dude, we, <laughs> Just, I miss those conversations. It just happens those like were good conversations. I miss it in, in Hullabaloo too, especially. Yeah, no, I know. Dude, I want to go back to Hullabaloo one day. I know. Just like sit in the lobby. In the dark. <laughs> in the dark. Um, yeah, okay. I guess um, one thing that I've done in college that I would like to redo um, every few years or so and pretty consistently revisit, I revisit it now. Um, at the beginning of this year, I ex- made an explicit list of like seven of my core values, mm-hmm. I guess, and things that I are really important to me. And I like wrote out what they mean to me. I yeah. guess each, each one has like almost a whole page in oh. my journal actually yeah. on, on these like seven character traits that um, are like definitive of the, the man and the person that I'm trying to become and embody, right? Um, and it took me like probably two years of subconscious thought and like reflection. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that I had thought about doing um, basically since I had gotten into college, um, but just didn't really have the right words. And I want to make sure that like when I, I like I would know kind of when I was ready to like define that list mm-hmm. and like um, filter it through enough experiences and yeah. stuff to, to where I could actually say confidently that these are things that truly are important to me, not just like values that I've been given by um, my friends and family and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that list, like I, I look at it all the time. I, I read that like one specific journal entry probably once a, a once every couple weeks, if mm-hmm. not more, because um, it's really grounding. But um, I think revisiting that every few years and like honestly um, having that kind of like enough self awareness and uh, courage, I guess, to reevaluate those values and determine if. Um, anything has changed and yeah. that's not necessarily a bad thing or if anything should be added to the yeah, list, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. but just like really under like a, a strong, like understanding of who you are, yeah. um, has done so much for me mm-hmm. in the sense of like what I'm able to do. Yeah. Right. Like, um, which I guess is ironic and maybe a little, little hyper or hypocritical, uh, to what we were saying earlier. Right. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like once you're able to separate who you are from what you do, right. Then it actually lets you, like do more yeah <laughs> right no yeah and, and you're going <laughs> like you off. can be more and do more once you have the, mm-hmm. the separation there yeah so no like you're you're going off into this, this new chapter you're not around anybody else like if you don't know what type of person you are yeah and you're just seeking validation from other people or taking what other people do and trying just to do it yourself like you have to be really aware of what you're going to do in order to I guess, tackle that next chapter in your life and and be prepared for it. So nice. So yeah, that's a, (laughs) that's pretty much it. Way too, way too pensive. No, no, no. (laughs) Um, that's pretty much it. Is there anything else you would like to say or, um, I I don't know. Or a future, a future message to Michael, Uh, future message to Michael. Hey, future, Um, future Michael. Yeah. Uh, it's, (laughs) <laughs> it's April 19th today, April 2021. Ni- April 19th, 2020. Message to future Michael. <laughs> hey, what's up, dude? Hope you're doing well. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed listening back on this this conversation uh, with a, a good friend of yours. And you should uh, you should give him a call. 
tell him that you just listened to it because uh, he'll appreciate that. Um, he's laughing now, but he won't be. <laughs> I will be laughing. <laughs> um, yeah. So keep keep doing what you're doing. I'm sure you're doing great. And if you're not, then I know what you're capable of, and uh, I'm confident that you'll you'll be there soon. And you'll, uh, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to to seeing what you get up to. I guess uh, seeing what. Uh, Victor, future Victor gets up to you also. <laughs> um, remember your roots. Mm-hmm. Like, remember your old friends because uh, they've, they've all made a really big impact on your life and you should be, be thankful for those people and let them know what they mean to you. So, There you go. Well, Michael, thank you, uh, thank you for taking some time out of your schedule no. and, and, and putting me, inserting me in, into that time block. <laughs> I really appreciated it. Oh, you are a priority. Thank you. You're a priority <laughs> to me, obviously. I'm glad we finally got you on. I know yeah, it's been too. it's been a long time waiting. Yeah, my mom has been patient. She she's gonna love this. She's gonna love it. She's gonna love it. That's pretty much it. We'll see you guys on our next one. Bye.